So, now that Craig's recording, we can do our game thing. And this might very well be the last episode of the Fear Arc, depending on how neatly things are wrapped up in this episode. Before we start, I just want to ask how you guys felt about the ending to the last one, because on further reflection, it does feel like I kind of rushed you guys out of the situation a little bit. Mostly I was trying to not have the combat drag into a like fourth session in a row and just wanted to get things wrapped up. But uh, it did also seem kind of like waiting for the Tyrantosaur to eat a bunch of faceless traitors would either result in you losing your shot on the Tyrantosaur as it chased them into the jungle or you interrupting it in its feast and having faceless traitors left alive at the end. So I don't, I didn't see like a neat way for it to wrap up uh, other than having everyone run, which kind of made sense because Ketho was minus a leg and unconscious and the Seneschal was dead. Seneschal Raymond. That was my reasoning for sort of rushing you guys through that. How did you guys feel about that resolution? I mean, I'm fine with it because, I mean, you basically justified it already <laughs> Well, why you did it. Mm-hmm. I just uh, yeah. I didn't want to rob you guys of a cool moment. Mm-hmm. No, it felt good. Didn't feel didn't feel bad. Sometimes there uh, has to be points where the heroes run. You know, it's not always that they can uh, try to slug it out. Sometimes there has to be something that uh, that scares them. Purple worm and all. How dare you? Every group of heroes is supposed to fight out and win every battle they ever encounter. Says the legless <laughs> man. Yeah, this this was the uh, the encounter that was supposed to push their group to the limits in terms of combat capability. <laughs> so it's a. Uh, I'm I'm glad that it went well enough that you guys had to duck out and were not party wiped though. That that would be bad if just the heavy bolter killed everyone while they tried to get out of the doorway and just everyone lost. But uh, that didn't happen. So I, th I think it actually wrapped up pretty well that way. But uh, the other thing is, um, there was actually some loot that you guys picked up in the uh, chamber with the Eldar weapon that uh, we, we never got to go over because it was nonstop action from that point onward. You did get a flamer, the regular rifle-sized version. I know Martin has a hand flamer, but this is bigger and meaner. It still counts for the proficiency, right? It does. You're still proficient in the regular flamer. You also got the pistols from Tabitha Wright, the rogue trader, who had a, a couple nice pistols on her. One of which was, anyone who's in Roll20 and has it, Roll uh, Common Lore Imperium. I don't have that. The, the reason for this will become apparent in a moment. Or Scholastic Lore Heraldry, that works too. I have the universal thing, but it's just an intel roll for me, basically. Yeah, so you, you can roll that. I'll check on the results in a second, but what we have is there's an auto pistol. It has the multi-tracker mod attached to it. What that does is whenever you fire on semi-automatic or automatic, then you get plus 10 to your attack roll. So that's a, that's a nice little auto pistol right there. I succeeded, so... Okay. The other one is a bolt pistol. But Martin, taking a look at it, there's a crest on the side of this bolt pistol. Well, there's two crests, one of which is a sort of a goblet with a bunch of skulls in it and flames coming out of the top, and uh, the other of which to us would look like a fleur-de-lis. Do you recognize that these 
little heraldic designs indicate this is a bolt pistol belonging to a battle sister. Yes, yes. Yeah, this this is a Godwin Diaz pattern bolt pistol, which is it's a bolt pistol, but it has a twelve round magazine and it's reliable. These weapons are not supposed to be used by anyone outside the Battle Sisters. I figured. The mystery how she got her hands on it in the first place, but this was in her hands, and now it is in yours. It's a very fine worksmanship and decorated bolt pistol. All the other gear was just sort of like standard las guns and sort of stuff that you guys have found dozens of over the campaign. Nothing else particularly noteworthy. And uh, with, with that, we can jump back to your characters. You've lashed Ketho and the Eldar weapon to the back of the trike, basically using that as a, a casualty evac and uh, the transport for this giant weapon. It takes a little balancing to get them both on there, but you can fit them. And with that, you, you sort of hustle through the jungle with Gideon Argentos and his remaining troop of people. Ketho, you, you can be conscious for this particular scene. I imagine that once you get far enough away, you sort of stop to patch up all the wounds and whatnot, and you have time to speak to Argentos and his party. Did we... I, I think we forgot rolling all those Medicaid when we ended last time. Do we want to? You know, it's, it's actually... Um, I don't think it's actually relevant, because right. the specific amount of hit points you recover doesn't really matter right now. Uh, and your your Medicaid is so staggeringly high that I don't think there's much chance of it going poorly. He's burned a fate point already to survive. I'm not going to have him die of infection afterwards. <laughs> Praise be the emperor. <laughs> Although it, it is very important you get that patched up real quick because you're on the planet of everything is poison. So it's uh, you, you give a, a good bandage real quick on there. What if he just loses an arm to infection? Then I can, you know... <laughs> oh no, looks like we couldn't save your other leg either. <laughs> Let's just replace the first leg and see how that goes. And then we'll move from there. Yeah. If the first leg replacement leg works out really well, then I will be open to replacing all sorts of appendages with machines. If all the uh, replacement parts didn't work so well, then Martin would be drowning in malpractice lawsuits. It's true, I've seen his handiwork. It, it's worked out pretty well for Tyrus. Yeah. Alright, Argento sort of comes up to you guys as Martin's patching him up and says, Oh, thank the Emperor! You guys you guys saved our bacon back there! <laughs> <laughs> Instantly shatter the solemnity of any moment with Gideon Argentos. I must say I'm eternally grateful that you happened across our path when you did. A shame about poor Raymond. Yes, our, our sincerest condolences. I'm gonna have to find a new officer. It's gonna be hard to replace him. He always knew where to keep the backup helmets. Yes, managing him was a pain. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine you don't particularly want to hoof it all the way back. I think it's about time I called in a little bit of extra help from up above. A little extraction. You have a ship? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> and you see it right up there? And he points upwards, and it is it is like notably visible from space. It's it's like about the size of a, a small paper clip to the naked eye. It's a big boy. Oh, the Emperor's eyes, that's huge! 
Yes, it, it, uh, dwarfing the Mechanicus research station. His plan is to call in a squadron of ship from his battlecruiser and just scoop all of you guys up, and he can drop you guys off at your own gun cutter. I'm okay, as long as it gets us away from Tyrannosaurs. Oh, it will do that for sure. He signals to one of his guards to uh, put in the Vox call. In uh, about, like, 15 minutes' time, then a squadron of silver-painted, what are they called, uh, Furies, are the uh, Imperial Void Fighters. They're, like, the size of, like, a heavy bomber, because they're, like, bigger, meant for void combat. They fly in over the treetops. Some vines, like, lash up from the trees to try and bring them down, but just a torrent of las cannon fire shreds whatever the predator was that was trying to mess with you guys. And then the, the Aquila lander that you guys visited earlier comes to pick you up. Tyrion and Bev say hi as you guys once again walk into the ship. Hey, nerds, what's up? Good thing you didn't die. Yes, indeed, it is most wonderful to see you again. Is that it? the whole dying thing? Ah, uh, he'll walk it off. How dare you. <laughs> okay, they bring you back to your ship, and I guess you guys can head right back up. The Faceless Trader shuttles are just forever grounded on this planet, with no one left to pilot them home. So, they'll just be overgrown like all the parts of the large ship in time. So overall, I say, still looking at my leg and missing my foot, mm-hmm. did, did we succeed in this? Yes, so. Are we really going to give them that Eldar artifact so easily? But I'm thinking about it. Someone in like a hundred years' time is going to come across those shuttles and try and go in, and it's still poopy trapped. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That's the Imperium for you. Yeah. Didn't you say that they found them? We just didn't. Our characters don't know. Well, found they what? knew they were. They they knew people had been in. I don't know if they found the booby traps, but they never actually got back to their ships in the first place. So. No one but you guys technically knows the ships are booby-trapped. Perhaps we should request them to be bombed from orbit. <laughs> yeah, they could fire the plasma batteries down there for, for a shot or two. Either that or just go back there and get the shuttles. We should probably tell somebody is what I'm saying. <laughs> I do kind of want my grenades back. Yeah, the Mechanicus would be equipped to go down there and disarm it and then bring up the shuttles for their own use. Although, while you are still on... Argendos' shuttle, he does bring something up to you guys. It's not really directed at you, but he, he's just sort of like saying it out loud, kind of dictating to one of his aides. So I imagine at this point we are ready to secure the area around this large Eldar void ship and commence salvage operations in earnest. Order the teams to begin ready. I'm sorry, salvage? I well, say yeah. to the party? Salvage? No. It is my right as rogue trader to salvage any Xenos artifacts I happen to come across in the service of the Imperium. Which artifacts, may I ask, are you referring to? Well, I don't know. There's gotta be some in there. I'm just trying, I'm not even asking for a roll. Like, am, am I reading that he wants our objective? No. Okay. You, you can keep that. I just require the salvage of that large void ship there. But you said for the Imperium. Yeah, about that. Um, there's kind of ghosts in it. Ghosts? Yeah. Ghosts? Yeah, like thousands of them. Well, well, the disembodied spirits of Eldar and a Wraithlord, or Wraithguard. 
Well, then we'll have to be very careful. Is your intent to dissuade him from going in there and disturbing the place? Yes. Okay. What kind of skill test do you want to make for that? Oh, jeez. Intimidation or deception, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Those would both work. Uh, I don't have intimidate. I do have one rank in deceive, though. Yeah, you could do that. Five, with a target of 47. Boom. Okay, he is he is very thoroughly spooked. Too spoopy. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll restrain our salvage operations to some exterior plating, then. We're not going in there. Thank you for the warning. I think I've had about enough excitement for this planet. I just figured if the Eldar uh, thought that I betrayed them by disturbing their sleep, bad things might happen. Yes. So, Gideon, how long have you been a rogue trader for? Well, I was born into the Argentos dynasty, but I got my own ship when I was about, uh, I think it was a 20th birthday present. Jeez, that's actually pretty young to have your own fucking starship. Yep. And you say you work for the Imperium? Yes, I do. I bear an official warrant of trade. Lore dump, rogue traders are essentially the 41st millennium version of privateers in the Age of Sail. They're sanctioned by the Imperium to go and explore new worlds and trade with Xenos empires and colonize or exterminate planets as they see fit. Basically, do whatever they want to advance the general interests of the Imperium. Uh, and every rogue trader dynasty has at least um, one warrant of trade, supposedly given by the Emperor himself, that uh, lets them carry out these activities. And uh, Gideon Argentos is the current bearer of the warrant in his family. Oh, good for him. I didn't want to go through the explanation in the Gideon Argentos voice. Mm -hmm. So, any other questions for Gideon before I imagine you go back to the research station? Got any spook? Know anything about Tabitha Wright? They do have more spook. <laughs> so, do you want more spook? Can I have some spook, please? You may have some spook. Argento says you can have two because of your great work. Uh, I take them, put them in my pocket, and bow to him and say, many thanks. Also, you, I think at this point you might still be high from the three different drugs you've injected into your system over the course of the Eldar ship fight. I think he had spook and stim and detox in him at one point. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some more of that stim and detox as well. Stim is very, very handy, specifically. Detox is really nice here because everything is poison. All right. In that case, yeah, you ride back to the ship in your, your own shuttle. Uh, Argentos goes back. He actually goes back to the um, Argentavis. His sort of uh, squadron of fighters remains circling around the place as a number of heavier shuttles come down from the ship to begin salvaging some plating. I wonder what use he'll actually make of Wraithbone, to be honest. Isn't that what most of it is? It's all Wraithbone, basically. They're salvaging it mostly because it's valuable. The engine seer might be able to do something with it. But it's they'd basically be just like sawing the Wraithbone apart and using the plates for stuff. They couldn't really shape it like an Eldar could. So when you get back to the research station, you dock and are greeted by Chief Engine Seer Gemina with her arms at her hips, her four mechanical legs spread in an aggressive stance. She's like, are you going to tell me why on Earth there are rogue traitors descending all over the alien ship discovered on my planet? Maybe you should take this one, Ketho. I don't know anything about rogue trader diplomacy. This is supposed to be my research. Finally, something interesting happens on this damn planet, and some outsider is going to swoop in and do all the investigations themselves. I want priority. 
He's not going to do much investigation. He might take some of the armor plating, but... I've managed to convince him to stay out of the wreckage. Her face sort of brightens a bit at this, what you can see through the augmentics. Excellent. Once they're done with their salvaging operations, then I can go inside the ship with my team and we'll have a look around. You might want to bring a lot of Skatari with you. I think I'm going to give her the same the same spiel <laughs> about there are thousands upon thousands of ghosts. And so your your intent is also to dissuade her from going into the center of the ship. Correct. Okay. You had a really, really good roll the first time, so I'm going to say that just applies to all of this stuff. Although I think that just telling her there's ghosts is not going to be quite enough. What other reasoning are you going to give her in addition to that to make her back off? Also cannibals. They took my leg. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I probably don't want to tell her that I w was directly communicating with them. Then again, if, if she's the one who wants to go research it, she's, she's probably a little heretical herself, actually. So I'll go into a bit more detail about how I communicated with them. Say they are resting now, but they will become violent quickly if they are disturbed. And probably the uh, the story about the wraith guard coming out and yes, punching holes in real space with a rifle is enough to um, reinforce that as well. That is certainly um, going to have more punch for her than ghosts. She does hear your argument and relents very well maybe we'll also take a look at some of the exterior plating if there's any of it left but perhaps the interior is best left on its own what do you do with the eldar weapon what do i do you as a collective i mean it's heresy it must be destroyed <laughs> <laughs> it's well, probably heresy we don't know for sure the objective made no mention of this artifact am i correct Yes, that's correct. Hide it in the gun cutter, right, guys? Along with all the other heretical shit. What are you guys doing? I'll put it what next to my painting. What are you guys painting. doing? You just have <laughs> you have just like a laundry hamper stuffed full with all the heretical junk you've liberated. <laughs> what is your plan with all this stuff? I don't know. What would you suggest? Just just giving it to the higher ups. It should be destroyed. What do you think they do with it? You think they destroy it? How naive. I'm curious what would happen if I put power to it. Well, Martin, uh, how do you think we could put together a, uh, a crude workshop in the back of the gun cutter for that? It probably matters on a requisition check, although I have a lot of the stuff built into my mechanondrites, I suppose. We'll also probably want some anti-grav pads so we can move this thing around. Was it that heavy? It was like 100 kilograms. Yeah, so yeah. It's big. It's longer than a person is tall. Looks like about the size of like a vehicle-mounted gun. So what you're saying is we should mount that on the gun gun. <laughs> now that's an idea, my good sir. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should go to a deserted asteroid or something to fool with it first. Well, there's plenty of places we can stop by. Shoot some space junk. How is Ketho reacting to this? Yes, please, Inquisitor. Let's stop at this asteroid so that we can take a heretical weapon and go blow it up for a few hours. Because it's fun! You don't tell them that. We just find an asteroid that's conveniently from, you know... Ugh. You know they're going to notice it, right? They're going to notice our gun cutter coming back with an Eldar weapon on, mounted on it. Y yes, well, I've been thinking about that. Um, we can disguise it. 
Yeah, just make it look like an Aquila. Everything will be fine. Yes, Martin, tell me, how difficult would it be to repurpose one of your mechadendrites into an airbrush? <laughs> I'm trying to make Inquisitor here, and you guys are harboring heretical items. You are conspiring to hide heresy from an Inquisitor. And not just heresy, heretical weapons. The best Inquisitors use uh, heresy to their advantage. It's true. Like I said, do you actually believe when we deliver this that they'll destroy it? They may kill us for even looking at it. An interjection. They won't kill you for finding heresy. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. But isn't our job to just destroy it? Your job is to deal with it in whatever the best way is. Some very puritanical inquisitors will say you have to destroy everything on site. Others will say it needs to be locked up in a vault. We don't know what happens if you go around destroying this stuff. Others still might say, why lock it up? Why not use it? It's got a lot of good juice in it. We could use that power. All the juice. Do we know which way our Inquisitor sways? You are aware that Greta Margolin, who was the fairly puritanical Inquisitor whose acolytes you tracked down on Acheron. She has had some quarrels in the past with your Inquisitor, Saul Tiberius, because she thinks he is too flexible, not puritanical enough for her. So he is less than that. You don't know exactly where he stands. I wish more you had read Eisenhorn. It's such a great book, just kind of highlighting, you know, the places some Inquisitors get put in to get pushed over the edge and to start using vertical stuff more readily. Like having to fight a titan. <laughs> so Inquisitors have the the most leeway of just about anyone in the Imperium when it comes to actually dealing with the reticle stuff and deciding what to do with it. So you, like, just, just keeping this stuff doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get shot as soon as someone finds out about it. Yeah, we were just keeping it around until we figured <laughs> out what the hell it was. Yeah. Well, I believe, I say shooting a wink to Tyrus, it needs to be destroyed. So I'm ordering that that happens. That all the things are destroyed so that no one may lay eyes on them again. Does Cathar know about uh, my painting or my Wraithbone sword? I don't. I don't think you've told anyone. You guys all got something nice and heretical from the Acheron auction, and I don't think any of you have told. I don't have anything. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Ned, do you think Ketha would have seen when Martin pulled out his shuriken pistol and started shooting at people? Because he did that in the ship fight. Probably not. Well, weren't you, like, half dead on the ground at that point? Yeah, I was either half dead or focused on shooting people in the head. So, yeah, it likely slid by me. That plus the poor visibility from fog, and you probably have not realized that Martin was using a heretical gun right there. My perception is also not very high, so it's unlikely unless it's shown to me directly. Okay, very well. And though I did buy Tyrus the uh, Wraithbone Sword, I do not own any heretical items. Yes. I thought we gave you something. I don't think Zarkov actually did get anything from the Heresy Mart. And to be honest, his sole motivation was because you bought him a sword. He thought, oh, I'll buy you a nice sword. He was driven by friendship and nothing more. Yeah. Friendship. I should just unwrap the painting and force Ketho to stare at it. <laughs> you monster. At this point, you guys have been sort of 
clustered in like a an isolated corner of the research station having this conversation with no no possibility of being overheard and a a junior tech priest comes up to you not a not a person who's been given a name at any point just a a random flunky just says hey um sirs uh i can't help but noticing um i didn't realize we had scheduled a uh, a checkup on your gun cutter at this point but it, it looks like there's a small team of tech priests who's gotten to it early so uh just just letting you know about that i guess it's complimentary oh, oh boy uh no Who, bad tyrus just runs over to the gun cutter immediately getting ready to cast some spells <laughs> i run as well yeah i think i still had the shuriken pistol on my person hidden so it shouldn't be too much of a problem but well actually the eldar artifacts in there still right <laughs> mm-hmm. you sprint around down the corridors and run to where your gun cutter is docked, pulse pounding through your veins as you go. And you wheel around the corner and see there's a group of, like, four maintenance servitors standing in a cordon in front of the entrance with one junior tech priest sort of behind them. Who looks like they're in charge? I mean, among the group of four lobotomized servitors and one human, the human is in charge. I see. Telepathic link to the human? Sure. Roll your willpower test. What are you intending to do with this? I want to know what he knows. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're doing a surface-level thought reading. Fail. Uh... Oh, okay. Then that means you don't read anything. So anyways, I just started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, have, I still have... Um, I'm, I'm still on spook, right? Yes, you are, I think. That means my target is actually 65, which means I have one degree of success. Yes! I forgot about that. Okay. Yay, drugs! It's not a good success, but it is a success. All right, you you get it. So that's enough to read his surface-level thoughts. He just wants to make sure that all the heresy here gets found and gotten rid of. Here, as in here, this ship here? This gun cutter that they're searching right now. All right, time for some erasure. Under whose authority? That's though that would be the question I would want to know. All right, I am gonna walk right up to him. There's no problem with me doing that, right? Like, wait, it's like stop! And he raises a, a las pistol and points at you, and all the the maintenance servitors sort of take a step forward menacingly, raising their arms. I draw my two chain swords and ready right behind Tyrus. The guy at the front is like, Garrus, Garrus, we've got company. And then um, you hear like a some scrambling and thumping from inside your gun cutter, and two more junior tech priests and tech adept Garrus, the guy who was your welcoming committee when you stepped onto this station, all step into the doorway, and they they've all got little like just standard issue sidearm las pistols raised. It's like what are what are you doing here, heretics? I think it's about time to drop the I word. Uh, I guess yeah, why not? What do you feel about it, Ketho? Yes. Like, it's either that or, like I said, so I just started blasting. No, we shouldn't, <laughs> we shouldn't start blasting. That would be a bad idea. If you are to go to a combat solution, I'm not going to have you play it out. These are maintenance servitors and just junior tech priests. It's essentially grad students with sidearm pistols, and they will just not put up a meaningful <laughs> fight to what you've been through already. I think we can just scare them into submission and silence. Can I do an intimidation check? Be like, we are inquisitorial agents, like, you are the heretics here. 
Mm-hmm. All right, get a, a plus 180 to your intimidation. Wow. Oh. Nice. Oh. Nat one. one. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. We're going to role play out the scene and like how it gets to that point, but that is basically enough to guarantee that they are not willing to fight you guys, and it can carry out to the whatever end you desire in a non-violent fashion. Zarkov looks like you might still have like a pressure suit on that you wore on the planet that has like dinosaur blood and like <laughs> dirt and all sorts of stuff on it. And and you're like bearing chain swords that very clearly have been used to kill several people. <laughs> yeah, I've recently committed murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> recently. You are standing like a walking figure of death itself, and they are not having it. Ugh. All right. Well done. Well done. One one of them actually drops their pistol, and the the others, all their hands all sort of start shaking. They they take a couple steps back. They're like, what? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. We don't we don't want any bloodshed here. We just we're just here to. This is a uh, tech addict Garrus speaking. There's my I, I I was told that there were heretical artifacts on this ship, and they needed to be confiscated. Well, they've already been confiscated, boy. <laughs> but you're they they never said you're Inquisition. They said that you were. You were faceless traitors. Who is they? Who, yeah, who is they? This, this, this was Magos Lannis. He Magos Lannis is a known traitor. No, no, he's he's my hero. He wouldn't be like that. Don't make your heroes, kid. Also, isn't he supposed to be dead? No, he. I talked to him in person. The last time we saw him, we sent him out into the vacuum of space. Where was he, boy? He was on the station two hours ago, but. Now he's, um, he's, he left on that ship, the Omnisaya's ward. Where was he headed? I don't know, just the ship has left Anchorage and is heading for, uh, transit out of the system. We must stop them. So it's not to the jump point yet, I take it? Not quite yet. Do you have any authority to stop that ship? No, I don't. Does anybody on this station have the authority? Well, Jimena is the ranking officer, but I don't think she... No, this... I... No, this can't be happening. No, 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 no. Magos Lannis is a good person. He's just trying to help humanity out. He wouldn't do this. He wouldn't be a heretic. Help them out how, boy? The last time we saw him, he tried to turn a whole entire world into a festering hive. Those are part of his experiments in self-determined evolution. He's just trying to help humans reach their full potential. I slap him across the face. What madness is this, lad? I, no, I, I don't know. It's it's all for the pursuit of scholarship. He's trying to make humans better. I look at Martin. Can you make any sense of this? Techno babble. Hmm. He did end up creating humans who had increased strength and stamina over the normal. Whether that was due to embracing Nurgle in order to survive the plague in their bodies is entirely... Undetermined. <laughs> yeah, but he did technically have success with that particular stated goal on Lannis 5. He just killed thousands upon thousands of innocent people to do it. Yeah, I bring up that point. <laughs> yeah. Made a deal with the Chaos Gods to make his goals become reality. Boy, in our time dealing with him, if there's anything that Megos Lannis does, 
it's probably heresy. It's probably you know that would be a really good name for a hollow cast. <laughs> <laughs> do actually do we actually have like a rosette? I can't remember. You don't. You just have stern words, basically. You do not technically have an inquisitorial rosette. If you're an interrogator, you get sort of like a baby rosette, but only an inquisitor gets the full thing. Oh yeah, because it's a lot more than the status symbol. Now I remember. It, can it like hack yeah. like ev- anything? It, it's like a advanced like electronic ID code card thing, and it, like advanced encryption stuff in it as well. I don't know exactly what it does, but it's it's fancy and basically impossible to duplicate. But anyway, Tech Addict Garrus looks inconsolable right now. I was just trying to help. You're going to have to be tougher than that, lad. If you want to help, you have to let us stop him. You will not be punished uh, as long as you cooperate. Well, okay. Well, um, hold on a sec. And he um, reaches um, into his backpack. You see, it has a, a few, like, um, breaking and entering tools and, like, intrusion machine spirits and that sort of stuff that he used to break into your ship. He pulls out a data slate from in there. He says, Magus Lannis told me... I should contact him using this when I uh, had things sorted out. Well, contact him and tell him things are sorted, boy. We don't want him to think anything's awry, but we must stop him. Okay. Don't well, say okay! Get it done, lad! I slap him again. No. <laughs> I'm just slap-happy. He takes out the pad, types in a couple of codes, and a, a call goes out. And then, so the call connects and you recognize the voice. From back on Lannis 5, all those many months ago, that same chilling robotic voice belonging to Magus Lannis. Garrus, what's the update on the acquisition? You know, we can't let that sort of power be held in the wrong hands. Well, I, um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's got, it's, everything is, everything is okay. Um, I, I found, I found the thing. You can come and get it now. Garrus. You wouldn't be holding out on me, would you? No, 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 I swear, I swear. It's, everything is, everything is fine. It, the, whatever that thing I was supposed to get was, I've, I've got it. Uh, can we, can we, like, is he close enough that we could point to the gun and stuff? Like, be like, this thing? Yeah. But he doesn't know what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can, you can point to it. It's like, yeah, I, that, how it looks like a big sled? I don't know what it is, but I got it. It's definitely not Imperial. And he's like, They made it out, didn't they? Turn the data slate around. And so Garrett Garris is like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I tried. To, can I, no, uh, to, to, uh, I don't have Puppet Master. The, basically, Garris is so shaken up that he can't possibly deceive Magos Lannis at this point, unfortunately. No, but I can make him... I don't know, break this data slate. Not that that really helps, but... Uh... Could just get a point across and blow his brains out on the da- in front of the data slate camera. That's a good idea, no, actually. No, he's, he's a fucking kid! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? A lot of things. Let's send a message. Alright! We're, we're coming for you. I guess Sarkov's the only one with a conscience, even though he's jaded. <laughs> Hey, it's just a thought, you know. I mean, he won't be affected if you blow his brains out right in front of him, but he will be kind of like, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I was the cold robot. Exactly. It's like, and I don't have any friends. (laughs) 
So what do you do? <laughs> no. <sighs> We're saying no. Who's saying no? I mean, it, it sounds at this point like the jig is up. Yeah. But even if you shoot Garrus right now, Magus Lannis knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. Could shoot the data slate. Let's talk. Let's talk to him. Could just turn it around and moon him or something, you know. We're all just getting trousers down, like, yeah, eat this, bud. Oh, no, no, no. I, he's, he, he's so insulted. His head explodes. Garrus turns the data slate around, and you see your good buddy, Magos Lannis, seated in what looks like uh, the chair of like a, an economy cabin in the uh, Omnisaya's ward. Oh, why do you continue to dog my steps? Why do you continue to breathe? Because I'm just engaging in the pursuit of knowledge. You have no idea what you are holding right now. Your pursuit of knowledge led to the massacre of thousands! I'm done with that experiment. It didn't work. There is too much collateral damage. Useless. I'm on to something else now. You don't know the power you have just stumbled onto in that ship there. And while I would prefer it is in my hands, I'll at least settle for the knowledge that you won't do anything stupid and put it into the wrong hands. Think very carefully about who you trust with that. I don't know. We could be giving, we could give it away to almost anybody. That's what I'm worried about. Well, we might just do that right now. No one's going to stop us. I mean, you're leaving. You're running away. So, I don't know. Maybe we can give it to Gideon. Well, I suggest you do a little bit of digging into the history of that thing when you have the chance. Eh, boring. Let's just, let's just scrap it. Tell you more, but I don't know enough. I just know that it is something with truly grand potential. And it's not to be squandered. Squandered? It's no merit gun for just clearing out chaff. It's, it has a far grander purpose. A purpose that serves the Emperor? I'm gonna step in and say the Eldar gave it to me. We did not take it. Sarkov in a quiet moment thinks about how everyone else hears voices like crazy people yet he doesn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sarkov <laughs> doesn't hear any voices because he's soulless and can't hear the psychic stuff. Yep. Yep. Guys are all weirded out room before, like, oh, it's clear, boys. <laughs> well, if the Eldar gave it to you willingly, then perhaps I have no need to worry. This worries me. Just don't get yourselves killed. I'm sure we will meet again. Until then, I have a warp jump to make. Thank you very much for your time. You'll never make it to that warp jump, you fiend! Well, I'm sure you could shoot me down, but what of the thousands of innocent souls on this ship? You've already cost thousands! Adding more bodies to the pile doesn't absolve you of anything. It will purify the Imperium of your wretchedness! Very well. If that's your wish, just remember what I've said. Keep an open mind. And then he cuts the connection. What do y'all think? We should shoot him down. You think we should blow him up? Target his warp engine. I was just trying to intimidate him. No, I think we should, if we have the opportunity. Hey, you're the one who was defending one 
very heretical person from being killed. And now you're okay killing a whole ship full of innocent people? I didn't say I was okay with it. I said I was trying to intimidate him. They will die in service of the Unsa. Uh, Think about how many more lives will be lost if we keep letting him run around and research his knowledge. However, he did dodge death the first time. That's the part that worries me. Yeah, if you do wish to um, take the shot, you have a, a friendly rogue trader on a, a battle cruiser nearby who can wheel about and put a broadside into that uh, retreating transport ship. What exactly is on the transport ship? A, a transport of that size can hold anything, depending on what it's carrying, it can hold a lot of cargo and a couple thousand people, or it can hold up to like 20,000 people if it's just like transporting just humans. We should We should let him go, but we should follow him. Someone's giving him this knowledge with air quotes. So I think we have a bigger fish that we can catch. Maybe a dark Eldar? Yeah, probably. He, he said that he didn't know much. He just knew that it was very important. Yeah, he's being strung along by somebody. And you get the feeling that he actually would have told you more if he knew more, which is a weird thought. Well, he wants to share his knowledge. I mean, he cares about the knowledge, so he wants to share it, basically. So, you know, we can follow him and figure out who's feeding him this knowledge. Because that's, if they're not giving that knowledge to Magos Lannis, they're giving it to somebody else. So I vote we let him go so we can cut off the head of the snake later. Is there any way that we can track that ship? Yeah, Zarkov definitely wants to track and hunt that ship down as fast as possible. No no letting him go. He doesn't agree with the murder of uh, innocents in the line of fire. Cause it seems like a oh, lot yeah, of Oh, yeah, we should we shouldn't destroy are... him. We shouldn't destroy him, but we should follow him very closely. Let's dog him, you know? Maybe even board the ship. I don't even know like, how we would track something over interstellar distances. That's what I was going to interject with, is um, I don't think that's a thing you can do. I think you can try to guess the end destination and plot a course for the same spot. I don't think you can track people through the warp that way. He doesn't actually have command of the ship, though, does he? It's some other engines here, I'm assuming. So... He's just a passenger. Exactly. It's, it probably wouldn't be that hard to get the destination out of him unless he decides to stage some sort of mutiny once they go into warp. Yeah, so maybe we should try to contact him. I'm guessing Gemina could help us with that. She might even know herself, but I doubt it. So, um, you, your plan is to allow this ship to leave? Well, we're, we're going to try to contact the, the engine seer to try to tell him, don't leave, like, you've got a, her a heretic on board, stop. I think we should at least start with getting, he might say no, we should start with just getting the destination in the first place. Alright, fair enough, that's true. Unless this engine seer is in line with him. As this conversation is going on, then... Yet another runner comes up to interrupt you guys. It says, we have uh, actually an urgent astropathic message coming in from um, one Inquisitor Saul Tiberius. Right. I guess we hit off. Yes? Yep. Yep. All right. I don't know. In the, in the meantime, I, I think I might actually go talk to Gemina while you guys do that, and I can catch up later. All right. Let's do Martin's conversation with Gemina first. Yeah, it's pretty basic, just seeing if she has any information about where that ship's heading and what it's carrying, besides a heretic, obviously. Like, she must know what it picked up there, or what it was doing there in the first place, at least. 
That ship came in to supply our station. It's going on a sort of standard supply route among some Mechanicus enclaves in this part of the sector. And Eric will have to look up what specifically its next destination is, because he doesn't know the Calixus sector app that much. But you, uh, you can find out the approximate next destination of where this ship is going. And actually the whole patrol route of the ship. But you find the destination. Nice. Okay. Sweet. You will not escape so easily. So back to the Astropath chamber. Sparsely furnished room. If the station is like a naval orange piercing the center of a frisbee, then the very naval at the very top is where the Astropath chamber is. The Astropath has already established a connection, and in a blaze of psychic light, you see an image of your Inquisitor. Acolytes, I regret that I was not able to speak with you in person at the end of your last assignment, but I am here to make that up. I want to schedule an in-person meeting with you. Well, of course we accept. Inquisitor, do you need us to bring up our calendars too? I mean, I've got Tuesday open. Wednesday. <laughs> Actually, I'm busy Tuesday. I'm going out to brunch. Oh, okay. Well, how about Thursday? Does Thursday work? Can we do like the afternoon, one o'clock? <sighs> I got that doctor's appointment, that thing with, uh, you know, Jessica. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to do it Friday. We won't get anything done after we meet. Can we do Wednesday morning? I've got that open, 8 a.m. Oh, that works. Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Yeah, right after my run. After 1 p.m., I've got to go beat some demons over the head with a hammer. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, if we do early in the morning, I'll bring the uh, coffee. Yes, you'll meet me in person at your earliest convenience at this feudal world. It's um, it's a charming place in the right time of year. It's not the right time of year, though. You'll see what I mean when you get there. What was the status of your expedition on fear to capture Tabitha Wright? Capture Wright. She's dead now. Did we use the word capture? Did, <laughs> Did we do that? I mean, it was not required to capture her. You just needed to deal with her. Dead is dealing with her. We captured her life. Well, that is still good. Another heretic dealt with. What was she after? Eldar tech. <laughs> Indescrib- indiscriminate Eldar tech, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. What happened to this tech? Is it secure? Uh, we brought it up to the station, shot it out of the airlock, and blew it up. I, I would just say, yes, it's secure, and don't be any more specific than that. <laughs> Still roll deceive check. Well, it is secure, isn't it? Whoever's got the best deceive, roll it, because... Not me. You're, you're trying to hide something, and deliberately phrasing stuff to avoid getting at what you've really found. I will try to deceive. Ketho's a very good liar. Years of practice. Are we surprised? Success. To see 49, target 72. Yeah, it's three degrees. I'm glad to know that you secured everything. As long as everything is nice and tidy. He gives you all a very pointed look. Tidy is the way we like it. Mm-hmm. When have we not left things tight? Very well. At this point... Speaking of which, there's an evil guy we haven't killed... I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it might also be a good thing that no one's going to go back into that ship considering it has, like, a dozen bodies in it. So, I assume we're going to inform him about this, right? About the... The whole Magos Lannis still being alive thing? That would be a good idea. I can't imagine a reason why you would hide that, I guess. 
want to become best friends. Tyrus walks behind Ketho and pushes him in front because Tyrus ain't saying it. <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? Magos Lannis is still alive. Oh, yeah. Um, we found out that Magos Lannis is still alive just a few minutes ago. His eyes harden. That bastard. Yeah, that's what we said. We have information about his next whereabouts. Yes, we figured out where he's going. He's leaving the system, but we know where he's going next. Excellent. I actually have another team very close to that location already, and they can be in place to intercept him when he comes in. Uh, That's good, because he's into some new knowledge or something. Unspecific, but he's opening up some doors we don't want opened. I'll see to it that he is brought swiftly to justice. Now, you have done most well, Acolytes. I know that this was a very harsh environment to be thrown into, but you've performed admirably, it seems. So, take this congratulations, and come to me as swiftly as you may. I have a feeling we'll have much to discuss in person. I have a more pressing matter to attend to now, and I will see you very shortly. Until then, may the Emperor guide you. And also with you. Then he cuts the connection, and we, the viewers, now see on Saul Tiberius's side, he's in what looks to be some sort of, like, cross between a warehouse and a fortress, and there's blast marks all over the place, bodies strewn all around. It looks like the, the aftermath of a battle. Uh, he's wearing emerald green carapace armor and has a whole squad of inquisitorial stormtroopers around him fanning out and securing the area. A couple troopers and a tech priest in front of him crack open what looks to be like a, um, a very large crate tucked amongst a bunch of other crates. This one has particular sigils stamped on the side, meaning, like, do not open under any circumstances. His men pry it open, and inside a, uh, a protective clear-sided casing is one of those long Eldar weapons of the kind you just recovered from the Eldar ship. And so Saul looks at this and sort of mutters under his breath, what in the Emperor's name is going on? Another one? Thank you for listening to It's Probably Heresy. You can support the show on the Patreon page for It's Probably Heresy, and our work is also available on a number of other sites and podcast services. If you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes through Patreon or by emailing itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com with no apostrophe. Though few may know of your service, the Emperor thanks you for your sacrifice.